Welcome to Built to Scale e-commerce show with Darius and Justin, your backstage pass to the eight and nine figure e-commerce world. Hey guys, so today I'm going to share with you a relatively unpopular opinion, right? Because I think a lot of people in performance world and in e-commerce world are getting so used to seeing, you know, like exact ROAS we are getting, cost per acquisition, etc. But we forgo the PR in general. And I think it's very important part of the e-commerce strategy if you want to be growing further. And I always recommend it for businesses that are at least doing, you know, 500k per month. So getting closer to like 8 million a year and thinking about hitting this eight-figure mark in total. So I would say, first of all, you have to understand that PR is completely different from what you are doing with, you know, direct response. We are able to measure the ROAS immediately. PR is a long-term game. And I would say, you know, you have to look at least three, five years for it to pay off. Of course, you could be shortcutting that, etc. But I would say, you know, think about it from psychological perspective as, you know, three, five years game. And if you're planning to be with your business for that period of time, it's certainly something that you should be thinking about to implement. So I would say the core benefits of it is, first of all, it helps to build the brand. And, you know, the longer you do it, the more consistent branding you're getting. And what we are seeing, you know, sometimes working with the brands, for example, in US that are very established in their niche, has their name well-known worldwide. For example, we're working with one of the truck gadgets store, right? That is very well-known in US and literally like one of the top stores out there. And what we are seeing compared to, let's say, a regular store, you know, that has no name, we are getting up to 35, sometimes even 50% higher ROAS, which means return on ad spend compared to another store. And it's very interesting, you know, to see the differences between stuff like this, right? Where you could be selling the same product, but because that brand is well known and has a PR background and, you know, everybody knows their logo, is able to get so much higher conversion rates and people buying so much more from the direct response ads. And I'm thinking, you know, it's a legit strategy to go about if you're planning to invest into your brand for three to five years, especially now. And the cost per acquisition is going up, CPMs are going up, the competition is getting tougher. This is exactly what I think you should be doing if you want to be staying in the market and have the same returns you're having right now, a few years later, when your competitors will be actually dropping down. So... It has a positive side, but it also helps to prevent the negative side because we had a very unfortunate situation with one of our clients and it was actually like one of our clients in India, in Indian market, and it was a relatively interesting experiment for them. So they are like one of the dominant brands in their industry in India, right? But the thing is that your competitors started to invest into PR very heavily. They got like celebrities behind publishing and other stuff, basically having quite a bit of cash to drop at things. And at the same time, this client of ours released a new product that maybe, you know, wasn't like the best out there, right? So it was still really good. I would give it like 9 out of 10. But because other competitors had so much PR coverage and, you know, we were also most likely about 9 out of 10, Because I haven't tested it personally, but I know it was pretty good, right? But maybe, you know, not 100% perfect. So what happened is the ROAS actually started to drop and very noticeably. And we have seen, you know, across like six years, the ROAS drop about 30%. 
because your competitors started to boost up their ratings so much higher. And what happens in these competitive markets, right? Where you're having maybe, you know, three, four main players and everybody is choosing between these three, four brands. If other brands are doing it and you are not doing it, you are falling back behind. It's relatively hard to recover from that place because you have to invest way more <laughs> into this kind of PR stuff because the competitors already are having a name out here. And another problem is harder to invest for you because your ROS is lower, right? This means you're making less money and it's getting harder for you to invest into that. And I would say this is why, you know, PR is so needed. And it could be even as simple as influencer marketing, leveraging celebrities. And I always say, you know, start your PR game from not, you know, press releases and, you know, paper or TV. Start it from YouTube, leveraging influencers and digital press. Because this is kind of a challenge where we're having most similarity compared to what, you know, you're doing right now with your digital marketing efforts. And you can also boost them up, right? So the first base is always YouTube influencers, digital press, etc. Second one, if you're having cash, grab celebrities, grab paper, grab TV and other exotic means, for example, PR stunts and other stuff. And then, you know, what you should be doing always, right, is boosting up the PR impact with pay-per-click advertising, especially with Facebook ads, right? So sometimes when you're scaling, you hit a ceiling at one point or another. So my recommendation is what you can be doing and taking these press release articles and using them as a first touch basis with your brand. This means your direct offer is most likely, you know, hitting the maximum capacity it can and resonating with maximum percentage of your target segment, it can immediately. But what you do with these PR stunts and the PR articles and influencer videos, etc., that are more about the brand and story, you present them to another segment of people, and another segment of people will be resonating with this message. And suddenly, you know, you will be able to expand and take not maybe 3% of your total audience with one message, but you will be able to hit additional 3% of your audience with another message out there and just kind of stacking it up, right? So that's very important when scaling. It also adds credibility and it's not bringing so much immediate ROI, but what you will be doing is retargeting all people that go into these articles, read them, etc., and then, you know, making the sales. And talking about retargeting, another very good strategy is that you could be using on Facebook and Instagram is first of all, you know, just retargeting people that visited your store for maybe 30 days with all this PR content you're having, creating some sort of celebrity effect that, hey, I've discovered this brand and suddenly, you know, everybody's talking about it. It's exploding out where news are talking about, it, influencers are talking about it, celebrities are talking about it, you know, everybody's writing about and suddenly building up this kind of social proof out there and, you know, creating incentive for people to buy your products and, you know, incentivizing the trust out there. Another even more in-depth strategy, if you want to go this route, is actually leveraging influencers. And this is kind of a celebrity strategy, right, that puts their content, right? This means, you know, you do kind of sign up agreements with them about influencer marketing. And what we do, right, is first of all, ask them to create IG stories, presenting your brand, doing reviews, etc. At the same time, you ask access to your Instagram and Facebook as advertising medium. This means we have to add you as a partner to Facebook and you ask for, you know, account access for you to advertise. And then what you do, right, is set up a remarketing 
for people who have visited your site for 30 days, 14 days, whatever your strategy is out there, from their Instagram profiles. And suddenly it seems, you know, that other people are talking about you, not you are doing marketing for yourself. And when you stack up like 20 to 30 influencers like this, and person came to your website and suddenly, you know, whenever he goes into his Instagram or Facebook, everything he sees is literally, you know, your brand, right? Talk from many different influencers out there. And just gives so much credibility and such credibility boost out there. But you have also seen, you know, ROIs from remarketing actually increasing 20 to 40%, depending on the brand, you know, but there literally wasn't a time where we haven't seen remarketing growth increase by utilizing the strategy. So that's it. Hopefully you have enjoyed this episode. Enjoying this podcast? Consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. This helps us to grow and create more amazing content like this for you.